Welcome to the Career Change Podcast, where you'll discover the frank and practical advice and resources that are already proven to work in the real world when it comes to changing careers or figuring out what business is right for you when you are a smart but likely also stuck, overwhelmed or overthinking person in your mid-30s, your 40s, your mid-50s. I'm your host, Ricky Hansen, a career change advisor, entrepreneur and former corporate HR professional with over 15 years experience of helping thousands of people just like you identify Identify or create careers or businesses that are both meaningful and future-proof. Welcome home. Hey, it's Ricky here and welcome to episode nine of the Career Change Podcast. This will be an episode that's specifically designed to answer a question that I've been asked by a lot of my newsletter subscribers over the last couple of months. And it's how do you know if you're making the right career change or business decision, or if you'll even like that new career or that new business that you are considering? So if you're new to this podcast, or also as a reminder, a lot of what I cover in the Career Change Podcast is actually based on the most frequently asked questions from my newsletter subscribers over the careerchangepodcast.com. So make sure you're subscribed so you can also let me know what you would like me to cover on this podcast. So I often get asked variations of Ricky, how do I even know if I'm going to enjoy or like that new career? Or how do I know if I'm actually going to enjoy running my own business? I've never done anything like that before. Also a variation of that, and this is very much something I often hear from my private clients once they're getting more serious about their transition. I often get, you know, an email or a call as in, but Ricky, what if it's going to be even worse, this new thing, and I'm going to hate it even more than the job I'm trying to get away from now? If that sounds like you, I'll give you some really concrete tips that I've already successfully used with my own career change entrepreneurial clients for years. So if you're already feeling now like I'm inside of your head, it's because I've spent years helping clients change careers or start the right business, but also a lot of what I do in my work, whether that's my one-on-ones or my online programs, is really help people deal effectively with all of those blockers that they put in their own way. You know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Have you noticed how often you just make things so much harder for yourself? You are in good hands. Welcome to the Career Change Podcast. Here's what I've noticed. A lot of the people who ask me the question, but how do I know if I'm going to like that new thing, whether that's a career or a business? They tend to be smart, intelligent, well-educated people, the people who ask those kind of questions. But what they tend to have in common is that they often spend years in professions or careers or jobs where they are paid to think and analyze and research their way through to answers, i.e. any problem or challenge or project they encounter, they treat it as an intellectual exercise. The problem, though, is when it comes to their own career transition process, and they then decide to apply that very same mindset and approach to their career transition, where they think that if they just think hard enough or research hard enough or overthink or over-intellectualize hard enough, then they will get the answers. Does that sound familiar? That is why they're stuck. And it's likely also why you are stuck, which is why you'll probably hit play on this episode, right? Because when it comes, here's the deal, when it comes to the really big questions in life, 
they're not just a purely intellectual exercise. Now, I still wins when I sort of say that, oh, they're not just a purely intellectual exercise, because I used to be the classic analytical intellectual overthinking type too. But having worked with hundreds of one-on-one clients as their career change advisor and having advised thousands more online, I know that it turns out that us smart, overthinking people, we have the hardest time changing careers or starting our own business because we insist on overthinking and bulldozing over everything intellectually, right? That's why I know that that's so important to change. That is literally like for the majority of my clients. And the reason why I specialize in this group is we make things so much harder for ourselves because we overthink and overintellectualize, right? I've been a career transition advisor and entrepreneur since 2005. And most of my clients, they are literally the super smart people in professions where they are taught to do these very over analytical things. So you, my friend, if that's you too, what I can tell you and what I've noticed is that overthinking, overanalyzing and over-researching, as much as they can be helpful, they also tend to be the very things that you are likely sabotaging your own career transition or own business effort with. So just think about right now whether that might be true for you too, whether you might be doing that thing to yourself, as in you're really trying to overthink and over-research and over-intellectualize this thing, and that is potentially why you won't know, you know, whether you're going to like it or not, because it is not an intellectual exercise, just purely. Does that make sense? Are you doing that? Can you see yourself doing this kind of over-intellectualizing? Then you are absolutely in the right place, because here's what I know. Um, And by the way, I often get told that this podcast should come with a hypochondriac warning, because people just feel like I'm so much inside of their head. But please know that's because I really think there is a gap in the market for actually talking about how you might be feeling right now and for you to know that you are not alone. It is a classic scenario of smart people shooting themselves in the foot. But most importantly, of course, we'll also talk about what to do about it. Because here's what I know for sure, having helped so many people figure out what the right thing is for them. When it comes to the big things in life, whether that's falling in love, finding the right place to live, or finding the right job, a career, or a business for you, it is not just an intellectual exercise. You need to get out of your head and start test driving things in the real world. Just like with love, you can't think your way through to whether you're going to fall in love with someone, whether you're going to like being with someone. You need to take them on dates. You need to allow yourself the opportunity to fall in love with them, to experience who they are, how they make you feel. You need to experiment. And it's exactly the same thing when it comes to career transitions and starting the right business. You need to start test driving that in the real world. It is a full contact sport, just like the good kind of dating, right? There is a wonderful quote from the entrepreneur who started Tough Mudder, which is um, an endurance sports company where they test both mental and physical endurance. And it's a guy called Will Dean. And in his uh, memoir, he has this really great quote that says, entrepreneurs learn by doing. MBAs fail by overthinking. Let me repeat that. Entrepreneurs learn by doing. MBAs 
fail by overthinking. And this is relevant whether you want to start a business or not. It's just this mindset. So um, Will actually went to uh, Howard Business School back in, I believe he graduated back in, in 2008. And he's, he had the idea for Tough Mudder already as part of the MBA program, but his professors were like, oh, your business plan is too optimistic, it's too simplistic. And they were like, you should be a management consultant instead. Does this sound familiar? But he actually went on to start this, in, what used to be an incredibly successful business that made millions of dollars in sales, where they took over these um, military training grounds and charged people a ton of money to do these like fancy um, endurance races. So, you know, that's just what he meant by that is that all these professors and academics, there was that kind of mindset as in instead you should just go ahead and do it right? He also in his memoir describes the the marshmallow challenge or the marshmallow problem that was originally set by um, the head of design at um, what you might remember, the the company used to be called Palm, Palm Pilot, uh, Peter Skillman. And also it was a challenge that was popularized by Tom Wujek in his TED talk. And it was called the marshmallow challenge. And it's this exercise where teams of four people, they're asked to build the tallest possible structure using only 20 strands of dry spaghetti, uh, a roll of tape, a bowl of string, and a marshmallow, and they get 18 minutes to do that. So um, you might have heard of this, especially if you work in the corporate world. I used to work in HR. This is one of those exercises we will give people. But what's really interesting is that making a structure out of spaghetti with a marshmallow on top is actually really, really hard to think your way through. So what they found, because they tried it with all kinds of different teams, and guess what teams always did the worst? They were recent MBA business you know, school graduates, because they were overthinking and overanalyzing. Who do you think did the best kindergartners, right? Because they got their hands dirty. They got right in there and didn't think about, you know, hierarchy or order or overthinking. That's why kindergartners would consistently outperform MBAs. Isn't that interesting? So just think about it. Are you kind of treating your career change, your business transition like an MBA where you're overthinking and overanalyzing and researching? Or would you be willing to behave a little bit more like a kindergartner? So how we naturally do as children, we play, we we iterate, we, we keep going. Like the, the the kindergartners generally tried a lot more models of that spaghetti tower than the MBAs, right? But we are so afraid of allowing ourselves to experiment. So that's why I love that quote. And I recommend that you you sort of you know, run it past you when you're stuck. Am I behaving like an MBA or am I behaving more like a kindergartner? It's also, it's turned into this classic lean methodology, agile startup methodology. So if you're in that world, you might've heard about it, but I really love it. A lot of my clients over the years have been MBA. And if you're listening right now, you'll know that we've had so many discussions. I get these long emails about what about this and what about that? And what about that? I'm like, well, have you tried doing this? Uh, No. (laughs) You know, it's this is literally, I would literally translate this quote, entrepreneurs learn by doing, MBAs fail by overthinking. And like I said, that's whether you want to start your own business or not, it's still relevant to career change. I would literally translate this quote into whether you successfully discover whether a career or business is right for you depends on how willing you are to test it, to experiment and to get out of your head and interact with it and iterate. And, you know, 
if you don't manage to change careers or start your own business, it's very likely because it never got further than your own head. You are still overthinking it. Often when I challenge people, I'm like, they're like, oh, but this is the problem. That's the problem. It's like, well, have you tried doing something about it? And they're like, yeah, but they've been thinking a lot about it. (laughs) So literally, Somebody once asked me in an interview, Ricky, what would the board be that you would put on on Times Square? And for me, for career changes, it would very much be, how can you get out of your head today, right? Get out of your head, not to be confused with off your head, out of your head. That is so important. We want to get you quickly to the stage where you get out of your head and start getting real life feedback because that beats overthinking. So let's talk about how to test drive because you're like, yeah, that's all very well, but how the heck do I test drive? So how do you test drive? How do you get feedback from the real world? How can you figure out what it's like to run a business if you've never done before or be a human rights lawyer or a nutritionist? Clearly, you cannot go from A to Z in one fell swoop, right? So I have another approach for how to, another suggestion for how to approach it. And no, there is no way you can know every single bit about whether you're going to like it or whether all that kind of stuff, just like with relationships, But there is a lot of stuff you can do. Just like, imagine if none of us, we would end up alone if we never dared going on dates and nobody would ever dare getting married. There will always be surprises down the lines, but there's a reason why we date. Let's look at how you can date your idea. So here's what I want you to do. Don't think of any career or any business as fully fledged. This is normally where I see smart people shooting them foot in the cell in the foot. They're like, oh, but there's this big, fully fledged things that I'm thinking about transitioning into. How can I go from A to Z? You know, how can I know what the entirety of that experience is going to be like down the line? No, you can't. So stop insisting on binaries. Often I find people are stuck because it's either all or nothing. Let's just look at how we can figure out at least part of it. How can we experience something, a part of it? How can you test drive individual pieces? And that's really how I want you to think about this. Think about that thing you're considering right now, whether it's a job or business or career. Look at how can you break it into individual ingredients, individual elements, individual parts. So if you think about any career or business, it's made out of a number of ingredients or elements. Pull out some of those individual ingredients that are most important to you and then start test driving them instead of insisting on test driving the entire freaking career or business, which is impossible. So an element could be something like a client group or company culture or a subject. And remember, some elements are probably more important for you to get clarity on than others. It's literally the equivalent of dating, right? You date before you become a couple. There are certain things that are important to you to find out. And that's why you date. You want to find out how this person make you feel, value certain, you know, you've got like a no-go list. You've got the, the tick list and all of that. And it's exactly the same thing that you can apply with figuring out whether something is right for you career-wise. And no, you will never find out, find out everything. Like I have been married for over 20 years. I am still figuring out things about my husband for better or for worse but I'm still here. You get my point. But really what it's about 
is isolating the elements that matter the most. So let me give you a couple of client uh, client examples, because this is obviously something I do a lot, especially with my private clients, but also teach it inside of my online programs. But one of my, a great example of this is uh, one of my clients uh, a couple of years ago, um, he was in, in his late uh, 30s and he'd been an IT consultant for banks and prestigious uh, retail and fashion clients ever since he moved to the UK from Africa in his youth. And through working with me, we realized that actually IT, the subject itself, there was no point in, in throwing that away. This is something that often happens when I work with clients. People have this idea, oh, they hate everything, they're going to throw everything away. But through the process I've developed, we identify what is the career capital you still want to capitalize on. And for him, we realized, actually, the issue was not IT. The issue was everything else. He did not enjoy working in a corporate environment. And he was tired of using IT to just make more money for rich people and rich companies. What he really, what we, we figured out through this process, what, what he really wanted to do now was to use technology to solve real problems in the real world, then with a view to going back to his own country in Africa later on and solve much bigger issues. But how do you start figuring out whether you're going to like any of that if you've never done anything like it? Especially also if you've only ever worked in a corporate environment with super smart, highly driven people like yourself. Now, one of the things you were thinking about doing was starting working for a charity or government organization. But he was obviously wary because how does he know if he's going to like that before he jumps in? So the question we looked at and that you definitely want to ask yourself, how can you start test driving X, that thing you want to find out? So in this case, it was the culture of these companies and the caliber of the people in there to see if you are going to hate it or if you're going to like it. So here's what he did. He reached out on Twitter to a couple of people voluntarily, one charity, one government organization, and he offered some very quick pro bono work to so using his current skill set to solve some of the issues they have, did a couple of Mac up products, things like that, to see if he would actually like working with people from a charity background, what it would be like to work with people from a government organization, right? That's the way he can test drive the element that is, what would it be like working with people in a very different company culture, working with very different people? And also right now is a very good time to reach out to companies and offer assistance, reach out to people and offer assistance. Just think about right now, how much time do you spend on Netflix? How much time do you spend gorging social media? You probably have at least an hour or two a week where you can do that and offer that and try to experience what you are like in unfamiliar situation. Start dating, start test driving it. For a lot of corporate professionals, I would say, a lot of my clients are corporate professionals, and they often have this idea that they want to experience a very different work environment. That's definitely something you want to test drive before you start jumping. So look at how can you volunteer? How can you do some pro bono work to get kind of feel for that culture? How can you expand your circle of friends, become part of online groups? Remember a lot of this, people are like, oh, but I can't go out. I can't do this. I can't do that. Yeah, there's so much stuff that you can do online. And even if you're like, oh, but I haven't qualified in this new thing. Or I haven't done this new thing before. There's no reason why you can't test drive certain elements using your current profession to do it, right? So don't, don't complicate it. Don't, don't try to find excuses. Look at how you can offer something in exchange for something. That's something that's super valuable. Also, you should want to test drive things, test drive elements before you jump in 
So it's not just a guessing game. So another client I had, she came to me and she was like, Ricky, I think I want to start this massive wellness center in central London for corporate professionals where we take them through all kinds of therapies and approaches and really sort them out. But her entire career had been in finance and technology. She'd never run her own business. She had no background in wellness. She just had this massive idea that was going to take a lot of funding and and how do you start test driving on knowing whether you're going to like something like that just because you might have liked being the client of something like that somewhere else. So again, we broke it apart because I already knew having worked with her that she was going to hate wanting a sense of the operational aspect she was not going to like, but hey, let's make her experience that for herself. So we broke it apart. And one of the things I asked her were, who's your ideal client for this center? Who's your who? And and this is one thing if you're starting your own business, a lot of what I do more in clients is helping them nail down who the ideal client type is. Because if right now you are somewhere where you're stuck because you do not like the people you work with, you want to make sure you don't replicate that in the next business or career, right? So how I, I suggest to her, how if how maybe if you started doing a much smaller version of the center and you started initially doing it as an online business, let's say a three-month program where you take people through a variety of things just to assess whether you like that clientele. And even if you don't have all the expertise yourself, maybe you hire a couple of people to run a couple of the programs or you you literally pay people by hour to give masterclasses and certain things. And guess what? She needed to stop being so bloody self-sufficient. A lot of people are bloody self-sufficient. They think they have to do everything. And because they haven't done certain things or haven't yet done certain courses, some of this stuff you can hire in to test drive with the help of other people. Don't be so self-sufficient. And it was actually in the process of going through and offering that program entirely online with a very specific group of people that she realized she did not want a big massive center in the middle of London, or it could also have been New York or in you know Sydney, wherever, with all of the operational issues. She just love the ease of having an online business where she just needed to rock up and give some masterclasses, have some Skype calls while she was taking care of her little boy. You know, so she was like, oh, I'm so glad I test drove this because A, she'd realized who her ideal client group were. She loved working with the client group we identified for her. And she also realized, why would you want to risk something like a massive center like that? And guess what? Then COVID hit. <laughs> so now she saw it. So she would not have realized that if she hadn't started test driving. She's a very smart woman. She could have easily, not easily, but she could have gotten an investment for that center if she wanted to. She's very well connected, incredible woman. But instead, by just test driving one element, she realized she did not want to deal with all those operational aspects. She wanted an online business. You probably now realize why we want to test drive elements. There are so many different ways over to you. Is there a piece or an element Just start with one that you can pull out right now and you can start test driving. What's that maybe one or two elements that you most want clarity on? Can you start offering a mini program to test your ideal clients? Is there something you start writing, podcasting, interviewing people about? What can you start test driving, volunteering? Can you learn a skill, do a program? I mean, there are so many ways to test drive. Inside of one of my programs, I usually have a list of tons of ways to do it. But what's really, really important is this that you get out of your head and you do something that allows you to create something or to experience something that's tangible and that gives you real life feedback. So the real litmus test for whether you are truly getting out of your head or not is really that. 
Are you creating something concrete that wasn't there before? Are you experiencing something that's tangible? And it's likely also involving other people. And it's something that's either being published in the real world, which is also online, or you're having real life interaction. That, my friend, is how you're going to allow yourself to fall in love with this new thing or not. That is how you're going to have the full contact sport experience and either fall in love with it or realize it wasn't the right thing. Either way, you will be much closer to knowing if you like it or not. You will have even more ammunition. And most importantly, you would have taken something that you were stuck with because of an intellectual exercise and turn it into a real full contact experimentation test driving project. And you know what's so amazing? And I see this every time that my clients do an experimentation project, they start test driving one of the most beautiful things that actually come out of it is they realize and experience sides of themselves that their past or current career might not allow them to experience or being exposed to. And then you get hungry. That's what's so incredible. Right now, you might be worried because you haven't test-driven or experimented, but I tell you, once you start doing it and you've also fallen in love with the parts of yourself that you experience through those test driving experiences, you get curious about who else you are and who else you could be and what works your boat and what lights your fire. And once you tap into that, you will become unstoppable and you will get be able to get a level of self-knowledge that you might not have right now. And that's absolutely a vital piece of the career transition puzzle. All right? Be curious about who you are and who you also could be. Get out there, get out of your head and start allowing yourself to fall in love, okay? It's out there for you. It's in there for you. You just need to start test driving it, all right? Get excited, my friend. That's the driver here. If you like this podcast episode, which I hope you found really practical, please do leave a review for the Career Change Podcast over on Apple Podcast and tell your friends about this. We really, I really want both you and the people you care about to create work, to create businesses that allows you to be you and to really experience what you're truly capable of, all right? If you want more help, I do have programs over at thecareerchangepodcast.com, so do head over there, okay? Thank you so much for listening. What you might want to do is get a little post-it note that says, how can I get out of my head today and put it on your computer? Or maybe even get it to two. So get used to get out of your head. That's where all of the answers are. Thank you so much. I'll see you over at the careerchangepodcast.com. Thank you. (laughs) 